Welcome to the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Martin Thomas. Join me and my guest speakers as they discuss the journey they've had with their own voice, as well as light bulb moments, stories, and personal wisdoms. Vocal Freedom is a bi weekly podcast raising awareness about vocal health and well being from members of the voice community. My guest this week is Sarah Stevenson. Sarah has 25 years experience working as a professional vocal coach, teaching young singers, actors and dancers. She trained at the Royal Northern College of Music as a classical accompanist and worked for the first 10 years of her professional career as a classical accompanist, vocal coach and opera repetitor. She later studied the Estill voice training model and became an Estill master trainer. She's worked as an intern and masterclass pianist for almost 20 years on courses in the UK, Europe, Scandinavia and Africa. Sarah has been a qualified sound healing practitioner since 2012 and is also a tutor for the College of Sound Healing. She runs the Sound Healing Practitioner Training course with The Voice for the College, as well as running sound workshops, sound meditations and offering one-to-one treatments. Sarah is passionate about The Voice and believes it is our greatest gift of healing, giving us the ability to unlock our true potential. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah Stevenson. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Lee. Really good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. It's been too long and obviously it will be a little while longer. We'll be in the middle of this pandemic. Hopefully we'll uh, get to see each other again maybe next year or the year after. <laughs> Let's keep our fingers Let's keep crossed, our fingers though. crossed. So I'm really, really excited to invite you onto the podcast today because you have thank a you. really interesting extra expertise within the field of sound healing. So I wondered if we could start with just telling the listeners a bit about what that involves and how that works with voice. Yeah, um, it's using sound, we're all vibrating beings and it's using sound using resonance and vibrations from the voice. Sometimes using other instruments as well. Some people work with gongs, with crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, tuning forks. There's a plethora of sound healing instruments used, but I'm primarily focused on the voice, um, using Tibetan bowls and tuning forks and a few chimes and things. And it brings the body back into balance. So we're using sound in its original sacred context. It was used as a he- it's an ancient he- healing art. So you'll find it in the Vedic scriptures in India and India's kind of continued traditions. There was certain traditions within um, our own culture, but only really to the 16th century, I'd say, if if that. Mm. And then music became entertainment. Sound became an entertainment form and the healing art element of it yes. was lost. Um, also, other other civilizations, Egypt. There's um, Egypt has a really deep connection with sound and using sound as a healing tool. There were sound chambers that were created um, to help bring humans into alignment. And I think this is what is very interesting that it's having its resurgence now yes because boy 
do we need some realigning with ourselves? So, so yes, I mean, on, on a very basic level, somebody could receive deep healing from it, deep relaxation. Mm. That's wonderful. Dealing with, a, dealing with a stress or it could be working on something physical, something emotional or working on the higher realms, on the spiritual um, connection because all of these things are part of who we are as complex human beings. It sounds fascinating, and I'm going to get to one of your sessions in the future. Yes, <laughs> I definitely, do. You're going, welcome. definitely want to come and experience um, that. Now, at the moment, my um, I, when I have um, I listen to guided meditations quite frequently, like at least daily, mm. and um, the the sort of sounds, say, soundscapes and music that are often played in the background, I find really like you say, almost healing, like sort of brings me into an alignment, makes me feel very peaceful and tranquil and almost outside of my body sometimes, quite transformative. Yeah. Um, so I was just curious to know, because I've not really done that with any voice sounds. These have always been sort of instruments and, you know, sort of nature noises and things. It's not, But I, I believe that they're the ones that are done with the frequencies being the ones that change shape do you know, I'm not going to know what to yeah, call it. Yeah, you about the Fibonacci. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, if you start looking at shapes, if you have a look at nature, look at a, a leaf, when it's when a plant is growing, the way it uncurls. Mm. And there's, there's so many spirals within nature. And there's a perfection in nature. And there's a perfection in ge geometric shape. Yes. Yes. And sound is the same. That there's no coincidence that sound and mathematics is often married mm. together. You've got the intervals for a start. Yes. So the frequency of intervals creates a specific ratio. Mm. And certain ratios were used in, in Greek civilizations. Pythagoras used certain ratios um, as a healing tool using sound and I think it's the one thing that connects us to each other to ourselves and to nature and the universe we, yeah we are all one yeah. and the stars and the cosmos absolutely. absolutely yeah totally believe this it's amazing isn't it so I'm really intrigued to know how you how you journeyed down this road was this something mm. that you were you know a world that you were born into with your family or how did you get to this you know, place of finding this? Abs absolute, absolutely not. I was surrounded by um, music and sound, but of the Rolling Stones who yeah. kind of vibe, um, very healthy music. The, the, there was always music in the house and there's always singing and harmonising in the car when we went on holiday. Love that. Um, but nobody really specifically musical or musically trained so I was always a little bit of a curiosity, a bit of an anomaly going, where's she come from? <laughs> um, and I've had a very circuitous route to doing um, what I'm doing, because I trained, as you know, as originally as a classical accompanist. And my training was predominantly working with singers. I was always fascinated with the voice mm. and fascinated with people's relationship to the voice. Yes. Even as an accompanist, it's like, it was it was always curious to me kind of how the the personalities were very much attached in operatic terms actually I think okay. 
opera singers are a lot more touch attached to the sound, not only opera singers, but sort of in my experience of working with them. Um, and so there was that element. So I started studying the voice much later on um, after working as a vocal coach, which then in those days was actually about coaching language. Yes. So as a classical vocal coach, you'd be coaching French song leader and stylistically as well. Yes. Shaping music as opposed to kind of technique coaching. So vocal coaching now it encompasses a much wider range of, do you know what I mean? Vocal, oh, yeah. What do you mean by vocal coach? Are you a vocal coach, singing teacher? Are you a technique teacher? Are you a style teacher? It's it's all very mixed and very encompassing, which is great, which is fantastic. It's really grown as, a, as an art. But that was my first foray into it, into kind of exploring the voice and exploring my curiosity with the voice. Um. And then later when I was working at the Welsh College, I, I went down to do some opera repetitoring and vocal coaching. I met and started working with Paul Farrington, who was one of the vanguard licenses of the Estel voice training. So that was always on my radar yes. at that point. I mean, this is many, many years ago. <laughs> it was in his training days. He was still going back and forth to the States, yes. um, part of his training. So I used to work alongside coaching, yeah, vocal coaching his singing students. Amazing. And then I st started cross, I, I did a course at ENO while I was there to support my work with opera repetitoring and my knowledge of opera repetitoring. So I did a repetitors course at ENO. I used to drive up from Cardiff to London every Monday evening for a couple of months. Oh my. Yeah, so that was a trek, but fascinating. Yeah. And fascinating um, conversations on the way back. Then I told you it was the skewitous route. Um, <laughs> and then I started working with the drama department because it's all, it's all voice and yeah. it's, all, it's all connected because they were very separate, the music and drama department at that point. So I always kind of like going in the opposite direction to the normal vibe yeah and so I started working as an MD and a vocal coach and working with actors and I found that a completely different ball game in terms of relationship with the voice isn't that interesting yeah yeah moved up moved down I was working at um Lipper in Liverpool and then moved down to London working at different colleges and you know, working across the board with different vocal styles. So starting with classical, musical theatre, pop, rock, jazz. Doing a lot of work with songwriters, which I, I work with songwriters at Goldsmiths at the moment yeah. and musical theatre singers at Mountview. Um, and it's all fascinating. The, the, the voice is like you never stop learning. It's one of those subjects you never stop learning. So where did, oh gosh, yes, where did um, sound healing come into, into all this? <laughs> okay. When I moved to London, I was freelancing as a vocal coach at different schools. And I came back seriously to my meditation. Now, I'd meditated in my 20s. Um, I used to go to a Buddhist centre in Manchester, sort of post-college. and. 
sound that really, really calmed me, really, really helped me, gave me mental clarity, kind of got me in touch with myself. So anytime I was kind of off kilter, you know, sort of working as a freelance musician, newly out of Mm. college, all those, where am I going? What am I doing? No guidance from my parents just because they, it wasn't a world they knew. Of course. And when I moved down to London, I was, I sort of reconnected with and joined a meditation circle. So I thought, yeah, this is, I've, I've come back to it for good. Yeah. this time and it, there was a lot of spiritual development as well as just sort of straight meditation whatever straight meditation is it's different things for different people yeah and on my radar was I've got to find something that is connects my spiritual beliefs and my interest in holistic therapies because I dabbled in lots of um different therapists doing courses and you know shiatsu reiki and um and also receiving i'd I'd do anything flotation tank oh that sounds interesting you know i've been dying to try one of those an experience yeah and i came across the college of sound healing now i print everything off so i'd printed this off completely forgotten about it or got distracted with different work projects for about three years Came back, found this paper when I was thinking about it again, thought, oh, my word, that's been on the back burner for quite a while. Yeah. So I enrolled. I was actually free then. I enrolled um, on the course and trained as a sound healing practitioner. And I qualified 2011-12. And it was like a coming home. It was I'd found that marriage, sound, music, spiritual connection and it was just bliss it was like literally I landed there and the course started it was kind of in a series of five intense weekends Uh, I teach for the college now I actually run the course down in East Sussex and it was it was just it was a homecoming it was like I I'm hit, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And there's also there was also a kind of remembering and there's a constant remembering. I feel like it's a knowledge that is there that is coming back to me because it's very intuitive. That makes so much sense. That yeah. really does. I mean, have, you know, having had quite a big, big spiritual awakening at the beginning of this year unexpectedly um, and feeling very much so over the last six months that my ideas and productivity has been I'm almost being used as a vessel I feel like I'm you know what I mean the the ideas have been given to me to do rather than me thinking of them if that makes sense um yeah I I can I can feel that strong connection I'm I'm actually quite envious that you were doing this in your 20s as well because I'm thinking I wish I'd learned some of these um methods of just even relaxation sooner you know, and I think mm. about stressful points in my life where I really could have used some of that. I'm I'm grateful to have been find, finding it again now. I was really spiritual as a teen, actually. It's really strange, but not in a meditative way, not by no, meditation, no. but um, was definitely more open to um, to the universe at the time. But just, I don't know, life takes over and just you just go away and do other things for a while, don't you? 
Like yes, I, yeah. I mean, I did before I came back mm. to it. Um, I was in my third, I had like a 10-year yeah. distraction break. <laughs> yes. Doing different <laughs> things and, other, you know, other things sort of taking my focus going. And every now and then where I was feeling disjointed, I'd come back to it. I'd go to a class or... yeah. I do, yeah. Or get back into yoga, or and it's all the 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 things I I often talk with. um, I have a lot of colleagues who do different holistic therapies. There's quite a lot in my area, and everything meets in the middle. Okay, and every different things resonate for different people, and that is absolutely fine. I think it's really important for them for there to be so many different avenues for people to explore mm. oh definitely because it's what what's right one fit for one person may not be the we're right fit for unique. someone else we're all unique yeah. yeah we're all unique and we all have our own unique path the you purpose know. of um the vocal freedom podcast is is sort of sort of sharing wisdoms and light bulb moments and and stories that can almost comfort a listener in the terms of if someone's having an issue because their voice isn't what it, they want it to be and they think oh it's supposed to be easy it's you know it, that kind of yeah. thing there's lots of um different voices to listen to about how the fact that we're all on a journey that nobody's a a, a sort of finished product really I think when it comes to mm. voice but I think we can all strive to be a place of vocal freedom whether that's that you can sort of speak your truth and and feel your voice is allowed to be heard. Um, yeah, there's that, that side. That's really, really important. And really important as a woman. Yeah, absolutely. As well, incredibly important. Gosh, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots in lots of different ways. I mean, like, I used to use music. I used to sing and play at the, the keyboard. In my teens, in my late teens, I lost a very dear friend a close friend when I was about 16. Oh, gosh. And it was devastating. Mm. And looking back, I used music as a healing tool. It was it was almost like a point of awakening for me, actually, of what's this all about? I was curious anyhow, but it made me even more curious. Yes. Of going, what's this life thing about, you know? Mm. Um. And I was very fortunate to have a connection with music, musical skills, to be able to pour out emotion, to play and to sing. And so in a way, I was I was using I was using sound to heal myself going through particular emotional time. Um, and I've always been aware working with students of when they are going through stuff. Yeah. Of being in a different place with a voice, not really wanting to use the voice and express themselves. And it's just kind of unravelling what that is and giving them permission. I remember one student who's um, many, I'd say about 15 years ago, and a chap, he found it really difficult to sing and not just tone, toning and finding the pitch you could see he was ex- struggling it was an actor so mm. he was fine with the spoken voices this thing about the singing voice the toned voice it's a different 
yes. ball game for actors. So it's well, not just for actors, for singers as well. Actually, sometimes really going into the depths and that true connection, yes, with your voice. And I'd always, I, I always started the beginning of the course this place and just asking, what is your relationship with your singing voice? Not your voice, your singing voice. But I don't want to know now. I just want you to sit with that and we'll discuss it as we go along. And it was really interesting and things would unravel for different people. Yeah. And his story unraveled kind of five, six weeks in where he was, I'd say, forced is too forceful a word. He was asked to sing at his grandmother's funeral and he was really incredibly close with this, with her. And that had got something yeah fixed within his throat chakra now here we go throat chakras yeah. this is this is kind of linking to the sound healing world and using it in its healing context using your subtle energy centers mm. we can get blocked we can get stuck and yeah. certainly the throat chakra is a really really important one when you're grieving and it sounds yeah. as if this actor his grief and his grandmother's funeral and his voice had all at one point sort of Just squeezed together locked yeah locked up yeah, together absolutely but did absolutely. you did you get him out the other side yes yes of course you did I bet oh that must and that that the joy of that I think that's yeah. the, that's the um I'm not in the healing industry in that way but but certainly the satisfaction you get as a voice teacher when you help someone release something that was gripping they didn't need mm. and then the voice becomes free it's such a um a satisfying part of our work well I think also Lee I think um, I don't. I don't see that there is a distinct time where I moved from teaching singing or teaching music or sound and becoming a healer. Mm. I think there's an element of healing when you're working with a voice. That's that makes so it's much got, sense. There's got to be because it's kind of the essence of who we are as human beings. That's been there the whole time. Yeah. I think your awareness of that is really refreshing because I, I, I wouldn't see my work in that way, but I suppose I kind of can if you just turn the mm. angle a little bit and go, well, actually, you know, you're helping people, you're freeing the voice. It's, yeah. Unlock something. And, and, the, and the fact that you're, you're, you're sort of really investigating different angles of what, what is free voice about. Yes. You know, yeah. voice freedom. How is your relationship with your voice? It's, it's curious. It, it's kind of curious in a good way. It's kind of always been... I've just always been fascinated and in awe of what the voice and my, my voice... It's, it's uncomplicated, my voice, because I didn't come to it as a singer... I don't have, it's not layered and loaded with, oh, I'm doing that. Oh, I should do that. I should sound like that. Oh, that wasn't very good. I kind of don't care. Okay. I come from a different place, which is probably good, actually, <laughs> <laughs> of occasion. You know, it's, it's like, um, I, I think it's such an important tool. Yeah. I see it as a tool, a healing tool. Absolutely true. That we have. And I think to work with freedom with it gets right to the heart of who we are 
That's so brilliant. And it is, I think, also when you when you are a, a very enlightened human like you are, you know, sprinkling some sort of <laughs> some of that on the world as you do when you walk in the room. Um, what I would say, when I first met you, I could sense your groundedness. You you do, I mean, it's like Charlotte introduces you on a course and she'll always say something like the fragrant Sarah Stevenson. And we all go, <laughs> yes, because we all feel your energy. I think that's what um, I, I, I've felt very drawn and very easy at ease with you straight away because I feel safe in your hands. And when I worked with you, when I was training to do my CFP mm. years ago, um, that I didn't have as much fear of judgment or fear of anything in your presence because maybe I was sensing that healing, giving, at easeness that you exude. And I, I think that now that you, now I know more about what you do with your sound healing as well. I just think you must be amazing at it. Because bless you, thank that. you for that. Yeah, it's sound healing, working with the voice in a in a healing context. It's working from the heart. Yeah. It's your, your, it's, I always think you're gifting somebody your sound. But it's not your sound. It's your sound that you're channeling. Yes. From a higher place. Absolutely. That makes sense. If only we could so get. You're just, you, yeah. you, you've, got to, you've got to get out of the way. That's why it's great that I have a very uncomplicated um, relationship with my voice and some people struggle with that they do and I think that is th that's them they're getting in their own way and it's ego yeah. and they and that they need yeah. enlightening that that's the work isn't it yeah um yeah as humans we can very much get in our own way and especially if you're in that place where you're trying to do something with your voice and you, it's, you're not getting there so you're gonna get more frustrated so you're gonna get more pent up more tension blah 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 you go into this cycle and you're not gonna get there yeah. in those conditions so um this is what I'm finding meditation and, and um, this work more bring me back to center, doing everything from a yeah. point of balance. It's, we've got to be grounded. Yeah. We've got to be grounded to this, you know, being spiritual isn't being up in the clouds and, mm. um, you know, floating above at all. I think it's really, really important yeah. if you're working with, source with higher connection whatever you want however you want to turn with it you've got to be grounded yeah you've really seriously got to be grounded to to kind of embody that yeah that's so cool you know? that's so cool so what voices inspire you what what singing voices do you love? Who could you never? Like a bit of a desert island disc question here. You know, if you had Ooh. one, if you had one voice, you could take on a desert island. Okay, one one voice. I'm there. I'm there. Gregory Porter. Porter. Oh, I love Gregory Porter. His voice oh. makes me melt. Yes, he's just he's in a league on his own. I, I saw right. him at the Albert Hall a couple wow. of years ago with full orchestra doing the Nat King Cole, and they had he had his jazz trio doing some of his own um work and it's truth for me I think voices it's a truthful voice it's something yeah. that speaks to you that gets that is coming from a place of truth absolutely and, and I've heard him interviewed and it's just you know like a lot of, a lot of his songs there's one about he didn't know who his dad I wish I knew who my daddy was. Oh, I don't know that one. And it's, and it's like, it's just like a little nursery rhyme. It's so simple. And it's just, 
takes your breath away. But yeah. no, I just love it. There's something about the quality of his voice. I don't know whether it's that deeper resonance. It's I'm not particularly drawn to kind of male voices, bassier voices. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not from that perspective. It's the truth, I think. I think you're right. And I do think that comes across in his performance, that yeah. he's at ease within him within his own skin. And yeah. so you do get that sort of authenticity that you believe you know yeah. whereas some I suppose other performers you do sometimes feel that they're putting on a show or they're they're yeah. in their avatar they're in their um you know their sort of persona mm. rather than the real person on stage I, th I think you can see that I mean obviously when you see actors it's different they're playing other characters but when you see someone in concert that intimacy and that honesty and it was for the size of the Albert Hall. It felt as though you were you were the only person in a living room with him. There oh, was wow. a real intimate performance. Yeah, it's, I love that. Yeah, he's he, for me. For me, there's no there's nobody that kind of supersedes that. You know, I I, I like other music and artists. I'm, yeah. I've got quite an eclectic taste, but he's he's always the person that springs to mind. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah, I really do love him as well, actually. And I've, I've only been listening to his music, I'd say the last maybe three or four years. Um, mm. But I, it's quite often my shower album. Um, <laughs> the one that starts with There's No Love Dying Here. I just play yes. that whole album. Yeah. I love that yeah. one. Uh, it's brilliant. And, and you're, I mean, I feel that from him too. You do, I think there, there's something in the, a deeper resonance, but there's something else in that sound I can't yes. describe, I was thinking it the other day because it was literally on the side in my bathroom. I was playing that album. It was only about three days ago. And uh, I was listening, I was, I was just tuned into his voice in mm. a way that, you know, when you're brushing your teeth or you're doing something else. He draws else, you in. He draws you in. It, it is that. It kind of draws you closer. Yeah, absolutely. The storytelling, but also this, ju like just something within his sound that is somehow more open, more honest maybe also it's that you know there's, there's that pathos that pain within the truth yeah it's of experience if we expressed ourselves in our entirety of our story would we sound different mm, great question mm. absolutely you know, we're so. multidimensional, we're multidimensional beings with we've got all these layers of experiences and emotions and with so many things. And with such flexible voices. Yeah. At the same time. So, I mean, my, I'm very relaxed talking to you because we know each other. We've known each other for many years. And I get really excited if I'm interviewing someone I haven't met very often. I notice when I listen to it back, I'm almost talking like this the whole time. I'm like, for God's sake, we just calm down. <laughs> so um, obviously the voice moves with excitement and different emotions, primal yeah. sound. Um, but, but just being able to just go back to your own center and use your voice freely is, is what I'm all about. So what, how would you describe what you, what, what's vocal freedom to you? Vocal freedom is truth of connection, coming from the heart, connecting and aligning the heart and the voice. Absolutely. I In a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> it's just There's that. my little nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And what do you think um, our listeners could learn from you about um, voice care? I mean, and in terms of 
not necessarily vocal hygiene. I hate that expression, but yeah. not, not, not yeah, that yeah, so yeah. much. So but, I, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Listen, mm. listen to your voice, express your voice. We don't live really, we really don't live in an open culture in terms of expressing ourselves. We're quite held back. Mm. So our, you know, relationship to our voices, even if you are really open, you enjoy singing, you, you know, you've honed that form of expression. Emotionally, we have a tendency to kind of hold back. So express how you're feeling. Start the day by, right, how am I feeling? Just going to key into it and just start doing some sounding. Mm. You may feel a bit silly to begin with, but just express how you're feeling and then come back, do a bit of humming, simple toning, little vowel practices. See how that kind of feels in the nervous system, in the body, how that calms everything down. or Listening to the heart. How's the heart feeling? Ooh. That's a tough. That's a tougher one. Expressing how the heart's heart is feeling, and then coming back and toning toning either with the om, which is often used in connection with the heart, or the r vowel, mm. which is used in connection with the heart. That's amazing. Where would you send someone who wanted to maybe go and explore? sound healing with voice where would they where would they find more information on that there's a lot of information out on the internet on the college of sound healing have a list of about 100 local groups now it's really expanding and there's obviously all the courses that are running if you wanted to take it further but if you just i think start with just having a taste of a sound bath or a sound meditation Mm. there's been quite a lot online with um, the lockdown as well yeah I'm looking I'm a bit of a technophobe but I am actually looking next month to put some sound meditations online probably with Facebook live so that will go through my Facebook page have you had any moments that you've just that really resonated with you that you that you know you can share with our listeners as a story of something that's helpful about the voice work you do I think there was an early, when I, when I first started um, exploring the Estel work, there was a light bulb moment of when I was a teenager, sat at the piano. So this is going back um, several years previous and me playing and singing a Carol King song, actually. It was Carol King I was singing and playing. And when I tried to read it, because I, very good reader I could never quite get the exchange quite get the sound that she was making when I tried to copy her I could ah so when I explored when I started sort of dipping my toes in the uh Estel work when we came to the AES and the twang quality I thought Ah, <laughs> that's what she's doing. That explains why I'm when I'm copying her and using my ear. I can get it because I'm engaging that muscle. Yeah. Copying her sound and her accent a little bit as well. Yeah. And that's so your... that that was uh, that I, I thought, wow, that is incredible. 
the more I, I love I still love a, the still model for all of the light bulb moments that I experienced when I did my first level one and two yeah. um, and I think everyone should go on one especially the people that are scared of it because um, the way it's presented the way I've always seen it presented um, it's not prescriptive if no. you know and I think that's what people get confused about absolutely absolutely I mean like it's like everything has its place yeah. everything and it is it's not a technique it's no. a it's, it's a, a model training system it's information it's information that can help you understand more about your bits and pieces absolutely. and your own absolutely. and your own habits you know I mean yeah. you're just under understanding and unpicking your habits and being able to get to a place where instead of thinking oh I'll never be able to do that Mm. which is a lot of people put limitations don't they on their own yes. voices yeah. oh I can't it's sing that empowering. style yeah really empowering yeah that's why I, I still think it's it's completely brilliant and also I liked her little um contentious things like everybody has a beautiful voice I really truly believe that Joe knew what that meant at a yeah. very deep level yes yeah I really wish I'd met her. Did you? You must have met yeah, her. Yeah, I met her. I met her about three or four times. Yeah. How was that? Quite formidable, <laughs> formidable lady. You know. Yeah. Four foot seven. I don't know how how tall she was, but she wasn't very tall. Yes. Um, and just a really strong, very warm character, but very strong, very determined at getting her message across and just understanding and understanding more and exploring more. She it, was incredible. And and sort of ahead of her time, really, because I think there's she a lot, was. A lot more really of that was. now. Um, yeah. And it's the work that's happening now that I see on, you know, various groups and things with, with voice science moving on, but also people unpicking and looking deeper into yeah. how things are connected. Um, is I think it's a, we're at the crest of a wave of a great time, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And what what will be the interesting thing, I think, is when we explore what is it? What is the human voice about? What is that soul connection? What does that mean? Within all of this scientific explanation, what, what is that relationship? Mm. What does your voice mean to you? How would you describe that if you had to describe your, what's your voice about? It's about being at home, mm. being comfortable with myself. If I'm out of sync or not feeling um, great, feeling nervous, tired, you know what I mean? They're, they're just out, out of my usual energy I guess yeah um that's reflected it's reflected in my I always know because yeah. my voice is kind of feels a bit icky or it's not quite flowing that's, that's great that's great I mean you, you obviously at a place where you really know yourself and your voice and your whether you're feeling connected or not I'm I know only, what I don't yeah. know yes I know I don't know <laughs> That's that. Uh, that's that great. Um, that great one, isn't it? And yeah. it's also the more you know, the less you realise you really know, because the more you learn, it's so true. There's so much more to learn, and so true. And it's just finding the right questions at this stage, I think, isn't yeah. it? And really being sure. I love the work that Carrie Obert's been doing, 
Um, yes. I, I did a course with her last year, and and she still she her, her ethos is just stay curious, keep keep asking questions. Yeah. Um, because I don't think in our lifetimes we'll ever get to the bottom of any of these questions, but it's just fun looking no. and exploring, being open minded. That is what is fantastic about the voice. Is it's just like it's never ended. Music is like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's 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 such an incredible subject, but the voice in particular, with wow. What an incredible instrument, what an incredible machine, what an incredible form of expression, you know, that yeah. th this is the most, it's the most human part of who we are, if we connect it in the right way. Yeah. And Definitely. it reflects actually who we are and how we feel. I hope that everyone listening um, is taking this in and will go into their day with that allowing themselves to use their voice because there's also that isn't there yeah. when you're saying about blockages and life comes up and um and sometimes people just hold back saying what they want to say I really want people to just be able to say yeah. and I know that there, obviously there are circumstances in life where we may not be able to but uh, I just that I think is that's the bit that I feel like that's your birthright use your voice absolutely speak is. your truth absolutely is um and and always just come from that place of wellness you would hope that is so important in in the times we're living in in mm. present day um, for sure look after yourself look after your health look after your voice yeah that's part of the equation i was listening to my my friend Alyssa's podcast only last night and i just want to wrap up with something that she shared because mm. you've just made me think of it it's almost like a parallel and it was that because she she pre COVID used to do quite a lot of flying around to different places for yeah. different jobs, and uh, she said it's interesting when you when you go on the plane and you get the 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 um, the staff and they tell you about the if the, in the worst case scenario the oxygen masks fall down that it's your duty to put your own mask on before you try and help others, mm -hmm. and that thing of you have to be you have to be okay before you're in a position to help to someone else. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's something else that I've been getting really sort of thinking about more recently, because sometimes I don't, I haven't always taken care of myself first, you know, when you're a wife and a mom yeah. and a teacher and yeah. all the things you've got to do, sometimes actually you don't always heed your own advice <laughs> because yeah. you're busy Give very good advice yeah but don't actually take it yourself sometimes yeah, yeah I'm sure lots of voice teachers will say yeah. this but, you know some of the advice we give our students about resting and making sure this that and the other and we you know we don't yeah. always do exactly what we should ourselves because we're human yeah. beings um but I'm very much now trying to come from a place of I'm all right first and then I can give more yeah you know because I think the thing with the whole oxygen mask if you if you're trying to help someone else with theirs but you're not in a condition that you're safe yourself you're not going to be, you're not going to be helpful them. and there's also that Lee there's also that self-care as well is really important yes and people taking responsibility yeah. self-responsibility definitely for their own health for their own well-being yeah that's what this is all about yeah thank you it's been a fascinating conversation I've learned loads more about you which I've loved hearing about thank you oh, is there anything else you'd like to add that you maybe had that you thought might come um, up just enjoy exploring your voice getting to know your voice 
being happy with your voice, not judging your voice. Yeah. Love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pleasure. Pleasure, Lee. Thank you, darling. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll move into your day with a bit more vocal freedom, feeling that you can express using your voice and let the world hear what you have to say. Visit colchestervoiceacademy.com forward slash podcast. Sign up to be kept informed as new episodes are published and consider joining our online community. Membership to this will allow you to post questions to our guests, link you to show notes, social media links, and entitle you to exclusive offers from our guests. See you next time.